to the RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is John Van Trieste. And the destination Taipei 1910. In a noisy corner of Taipei, there's an elegant little building that's bustling with activity. Outside, there's the echo of a roadwork crew tearing away at concrete and the constant swish of cars rounding a nearby traffic circle. Inside, the building's staircase in the back gives off muffled thuds and creaks as a film crew drags equipment up and down. They're setting up for what a volunteer tells me he thinks might be a period drama. If that's the case, this building is certainly old enough to give the historic effect they're looking for. It's more than just a nice-looking old building, though. This was the office of a construction firm, a building that gave birth to other buildings. This was the place where many still-iconic Taiwanese buildings were planned. This is the Futai Street Mansion, finished in 1910 and lovingly restored in the past few years to its original state. Today, we're going to look at the builder whose work in this space helped transform Taiwan. We'll also look at the many jobs this building has done since the builders left, the bits of Taiwanese history it's seen, and its recovery from near destruction. The word mansion seems an odd choice for describing this building, but that's what they call it. Even without the film crew trudging up and down the stairs, the space feels a bit tight. The building's Chinese name means not mansion, but Western-style building, a more accurate description. Like many buildings in Taiwan, the front entrance is pushed back from the road. This leaves room for an arched gallery where pedestrians can pass by out of the sun and rain. The building itself has two floors and a garret, and dates from a time when Taiwan was under Japanese rule. The nicest thing about this building is probably the faint smell of old wood that you get when you walk in. This same smell was probably here when the building was first built, a time when Taiwan and Taipei were quickly changing. The city of Taipei had been built as a walled town by Imperial China at a time of many last-ditch efforts to keep Taiwan out of the hands of foreign powers. But these plans had been unable to stop Japan from taking the island in 1895. Japan had spent decades aggressively westernizing, and it would now spread western ideas, including western-style urban planning, to its new colony. Into this changing Taiwan stepped a builder, Takaishi Chuzo. He arrived in 1896, working with a Japanese property developer. In 1901, Takaishi set up a construction company of his own. As Japanese authorities got to work across Taiwan, putting in sewage systems, widening streets, and building railroads, Takaishi got to work too. His first notable project was a 1905 hydro dam to the south of Taipei. At a time when Japanese urban planners were transforming Taiwan's cities, Takaishi set his hand to giving the colony western-style buildings. These included the Futai Street Mansion, Takaishi's offices, right inside what had once been the walls of Taipei. In the mansion today, you'll find a page from a Japanese-language newspaper of the time. Next to an ad for washing powder, there's an ad for the Takaishi firm with its address. Taipei, 
Takaishi's projects in the years that followed included some big names. They built what's now the National Taiwan Museum building in 1915. Then there was the Railway Bureau, a place within walking distance of the Futai Street Mansion that was built in 1918. And most iconic of all, some say the firm was involved in building part of the colonial governor's office, today the presidential office. That was completed in 1919. Black and white photographs at the mansion today show Takaishi's projects and his writing, though unfortunately not what his workspace looked like. The building projects he worked on were thoroughly Western, but it seems his firm didn't forget that it was here to help build a Japanese colony. A uniform worn by Takaishi's workers is on display at the mansion too. It's a short blue Japanese coat, called a hapi, a piece of clothing often worn at traditional festivals. Quite different from the hard hats and boots you might expect from today's construction crews. Takaishi's career in Taiwan spanned more than two decades. Before his death in 1922, he returned to Japan, having left his mark on Taiwan. Takaishi's firm continued on, but it moved out of the building in 1937. They left it to Japanese merchant Sadowara Yoshio. Sadowara's company seems to have sold everything, imported alcohol and brewing equipment, tobacco, weights, scales and measures, pesticides, packaging equipment, and fire extinguishers. An odd mix, but it seems to have worked. Ads placed in Taiwanese papers of the day are on display in the mansion and show some of the goods this company distributed. Things like a brand of rice wine and a 1930s fire extinguisher. The times had changed, and with Japanese-built infrastructure all around the island, Japanese control here must have seemed much firmer than when Takaishi had arrived years before. But the end was coming. The year Sadowara settled in, Japan began fighting a war in China, a war that would eventually grow into the Pacific theater of World War II. The Futai Street Mansion escaped the destruction of the war when Allied bombs fell on Taiwan. But the merchant Sadowara's lease didn't outlast the war. With Japan's surrender at the war's end, 50 years of Japanese rule in Taiwan was ended at a stroke. Taiwan's Japanese residents were repatriated, and a new government, the Republic of China government, came in from mainland China to become Taiwan's new government. At this point, the history of the Futai Street Mansion takes a dark turn. As the Japanese merchants left the building here in Taipei, a newspaper called the People's Herald News moved in. But this was a risky time to be in journalism. The new government quickly proved to be authoritarian and unpopular with Taiwan's public. Local resentments built until they blew up in an outpouring of anger in February 1947. The violent government response to all this ushered in a period of political repression and martial law. The newspaper didn't stay here for long. It was a sharp critic of the government, and neither of its founders lived to see 1948. In 1949, another crisis struck, as Chinese communists forced the Republic of China's government off the mainland, along with its soldiers and supporters. Taiwan became these refugees' new home. During these years, historic preservation was clearly not a priority. After the sudden disappearance of the landlord in 1950, 
This quaint old building, like many old buildings in Taiwan, became government dormitories, helping to solve the more pressing issue of housing. Six military households were quartered here, with a Chinese medicine clinic squeezed in the front. The names of the same men who lived in these rooms are recorded in a chart at the mansion. The building stayed as living quarters for decades as martial law dragged on. As time passed, though, Taipei's streetscapes weren't the same anymore, until the Futai Street Mansion was one of the few commercial buildings from this period still standing. It wasn't until 1997, a decade after martial law ended, that the historic value of Futai Street Mansion was noted, and the place became a historic site. In 2000, the building burst into flames, creating severe damage that would have left other buildings facing the wrecking ball. But the building was saved and restored. In 2010, just a year after reopening to the public, the Futai Street Mansion celebrated its centennial, and everything came full circle. The building's caretakers tracked down descendants of the man who had built the mansion a hundred years before, and invited them to come to Taiwan. One of Takaishi Chuzo's living descendants, his grandniece, came with her husband and grandchildren. She'd heard about her great-uncle's work from her mother, but she'd never seen any of it for herself. Some of the objects on display at the mansion today are her donations. Today, the building is used as an art center, focused on photography exhibits. Here, stuck between contemporary buildings on a contemporary street, the old mansion is still a great place to get a glimpse of how today's Taipei got its start. I'm John Van Trieste, and 